right, testing, testing. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. The double deuce. There is a house. Prepare on yourself. The road. <laughs> close your eyes and prepare yourself for the double deuce. The double deuce. I want to talk about why it's called the double deuce um, when we get there. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So everything uh, is silent. Yes, it is now. <laughs> oh, let me make sure all the alarms are turned off. That's what usually gets me. Alarms. That's what one time I was recording a segment at Channel 3, mm-hmm. and an alarm went off, like the pick up the kids from school alarm went off, while we were live to tape recording the segment, and like the cameraman like went and grabbed my purse and like threw it out the door. <laughs> he like opened the studio door and threw my purse out, and meanwhile I'm like on camera recording with the host, <laughs> like I was so embarrassed. Anyway, hello and welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian feel the need to fight for justice, but only sort of kind of, by rewatching the 80s movies we love and love to hate. This is Roadhouse, a movie selection from 1989. Can I buy you guys a drink? Guess not. Patrick Swayze is Dalton. I thought you'd be bigger. Opinions vary. When he's around, anything can happen. How's a guy like you end up a bouncer? Just lucky, I guess. And usually does. Somebody gets in your face, I want you to be nice. Don't be rude. Ask him to walk, but be nice. Help this gentleman to the door. Until it's time to not be nice. So says the fighting philosopher. He may be hard to handle. I keep talking, you're going to go off thinking I'm a nice guy. I know you're not a nice guy. But he's easy to like. What's the matter, Dalton? Don't you like women? Worst I ever had was wonderful. He's not what you'd expect. I thought you'd be bigger. (laughs) But there's one thing you can count on. He's the best friend a good time ever had. Aren't you guys tired? I'll go get all the sleep I need when I'm dead. This is my time. I'm not afraid of him. I guess you'll be having that fire sale now, all right? <laughs> you got your hands full, kid. I just think I'm looking at a dead man. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. For that line of work, I thought you'd be bigger. Gee, I've never heard that before. Roadhouse. So this is a story about a hardworking manager who works in the entertainment field Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. faces several challenges along the way. Several. A handful of challenges, yes. Um, I had never seen this movie before, aside from, like, all the parts you see just in your walking around life. I've never, like, watched it as a movie. 
Have you, had you seen it before? Yes. So I, I, I was first um, introduced to Roadhouse about uh, three or four years ago. And my life has been better ever since. I it must have must be like I'm so grateful for this movie. <laughs> I, although I, I feel like it is a movie written by and for cocaine. <laughs> I mean, the ideal circumstances to watch this movie <laughs> is with as many tacos and beer as you can consume. Yes, yes, and preferably with a group of people. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but just like, you know, I don't know if it's too much of a peek behind the curtain, but we're uh, sort of doubling up our recordings today. We're doing Roadhouse, and then up next we'll be doing Top Gun. There's and a lot of adrenaline and so a lot of much testosterone. masculinity. Uh, but <laughs> I went into it fully expecting to really enjoy watching Top Gun and, like, feel sort of ambivalent about watching Roadhouse. And the opposite proved to be true. I loved watching Roadhouse. And when I watched Top Gun, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. So There's a lot less Roadhousing in this movie than I would prefer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Let's get into it. It's... <sighs> it's... <laughs> it is never not entertaining. No, there's so much happening in the... <laughs> So much happening. There's so much boobs. There's so much throats being ripped out with fingers. Yeah. There's so many uh, philosophical nuggets of mm-hmm. information and life lessons that you can really kind of take throughout the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of um, uh, shirtless Patrick Swayze reading books. Yeah, which is which is exactly everywhere what I, I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, there's just amazing action sequences. Yep. Um, where trucks are, are exploding as they launch over like hedgerows, and um, yeah, dudes with shotguns are firing, and people are getting their throats ripped out, which I've already mentioned before. But it's it, worth mentioning it's, more than once. <laughs> it shall be mentioned again. Um, it's like a toxic masculinity festival, as yeah. well as a mullet festival. It is, but I would say, if anything, it's a positive celebration of toxic masculinity. Like, it is. It really runs the gamut. Of, I feel like there's no victims here in this. <laughs> no, everybody deserves what they get. But like, even in even in Patrick Swayze's, like you know, the fighting philosopher mm-hmm. sort of thing, he's also a dick. Like, yeah, he's it, not. It, he he's basically. You know, he's got these these um, uh, overly masculine rednecks and white trash dudes mm-hmm. up in his face. And he's mm-hmm. just like, I am so much better than you. I'm, you know, I, I'm super zen. Like, you don't have to be yeah. this. So he's almost the antidote, except for when it t- comes time to fight. That's right. And then, he, like, he almost has this, like, nothing to prove sort of attitude. Yeah. And he even says to the people he's, like, training in his training montage, like, be nice there's no reason to not be nice you don't start a fight you don't intend to finish like and he has nothing to prove to these assholes Mm -hmm. who are all about having something to prove until he's pushed too far until until it becomes all too much because when he does fight he's gonna kick your ass yeah and everybody says like there's even a running joke in the trailer that everybody thinks he should be bigger i don't i don't know he, is he a short man? Like, he's plenty big as, in terms of, like, 
the bods we've been seeing in our 80s movies that are mostly, as you know, I think dad bods. Like, yeah, well, okay, so... With he's like, pretty ripped. I think all the, like, 80s dad's bods that we've been seeing, that's about as strong as you would get in a natural situation without, like, mm-hmm. really killing yourself in the gym. That's the thing. It's like the, mm-hmm. the, the dudes we see in movies, like the Chris's... Yeah. You know, the various Chris Hemsworths or Pratt's or, or what have you. That is like hardcore, over the top, like mm-hmm. Mr. Universe Jim ing. Mm-hmm. And and that that it's it's kind of a, a brand new thing yeah. in the last like ten, twenty years. An expectation to be that jacked. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um and then the kind of buff dudes that we see in the 80s are nothing like that, but that's about as physically strong as you would get just doing normal behavior that mm-hmm. requires physical strength. Yeah. Like, it, it's, like standing in the moon, like doing Tai Chi. It's, yeah, it's way more buff, <laughs> and he's oiled down, too. So oily. It's as if his body emits the oil, yeah. and he's just like always shiny. I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of like hot guy, I like in the '80s movies that we've watched so far. Like, I he's pretty hot. I'm I'm going for it. Okay. Um, okay, so he ends up getting hired by a guy to clean up a bar called the Double Deuce. What does that mean? What is Double Deuce? It sounds like it means something dirty. <laughs> I think it's supposed to to brush up against that. Um, I don't know. Does it mean like card playing? I don't know. Well, then it would be 22, right? Double deuce would be 22. Fans, please write in. To explain it to me because I, I kept thinking, is it something dirty? Um, but it's like this terrible, disgusting bar where... That the- goes through a lot of furniture every evening. So, like their, their bar stool budget is astronomical their warehouse of furniture and the the owner even says like it's the kind of place where you sweep up the eyeballs every night what (laughs) yeah and and just like kind of the blues brothers like the the band is protected by chicken wire yeah so people can throw beer bottles at them Uh uh-huh yeah they're in a cage to for their own safety um how do you get hired to be that kind of band (laughs) like i wondered that too like Whenever you see, like, a movie, like, I recently saw John Wick 3, and there are all these bands playing in these various, like, assassin hotels. It's like, how do you get booked for that gig? Are you in a band and also you're an assassin? It's referrals, really. Yeah, really. It's word of mouth is really how that works. Um, Anyway, so Dalton uh, shows up and takes in the scene at the double deuce right so he was dalton is a bar manager you know Mm -hmm. he he managed uh, to call it a bar is maybe it's really a roadhouse wouldn't you say a house by the road right (laughs) although in this town there's only one road yeah it's really a bar with its entertainment he's managing the staff yeah. And so we see him at one bar in one part of the, the country. The bandstand. Yeah. And and he basically gets recruited to take care of this problem mm-hmm. bar that he just recently came into money and he wants to make it something good and special. But he needs uh, Patrick Swayze's help to kind of turn it around. Yeah. And it's a it's a really, really tough uh, assignment. Um, he's, and he's willing to mm-hmm. pay um, over his rate. Yeah, he's paying top dollar. But when, which, like, so when he leaves the bandstand, Swayze Dalton 
gives his like sort of beater car to a homeless gentleman and then gets in his Mercedes and drives to wherever the double deuce is. Mm -hmm. Then parks his Mercedes and buys himself a new clunker. Right, which is a great gag that comes up later because the staff hates him and slashes his tires and destroys his car, and he saw that coming. That's just like his professional, you know... He gets it. Yeah, he's, he's on the next level. He is. He's been, he's, this is not his first yeah, rodeo. Yeah, and absolutely. And that's kind of the swagger that he's got throughout mm-hmm. the, the beginning of the movie is that he's been there, done that. He's a pro and he knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And what this movie does is, is it, it, uh, it pushes him. It's like, he's never lost a fight. Right. To, he says that. And this kind of pushes him over the top. Yeah. Cause he wouldn't moment. start a fight. He couldn't win right Right. um so that opening scene where we see like a slice of life at the double deuce as it is before Swayze comes by is insane like it's literally like a hellscape like there's people the waitresses are selling coke people are like boning in the break in the like like the the supply room room. there people are like stabbing each other (laughs) (laughs) left and right and sideways people are being harassed it's like a terrible 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 place at one point a dude says to the blonde woman who ends up being a part of the story later um we should end up nipple to nipple and she says i can do that without you and i'm like no you can't I didn't understand that. Anyway, um, and then everybody, he comes in and they're like, oh my God, that's Dalton. No, it's Dalton? Dalton, you say? Dalton? How the fuck are these people hearing of him? Like Bar employee monthly? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, have you heard about Dalton? Dalton, 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 Dalton. Um, like everybody's shirts are sort of open. One guy says he should carry around his balls in a dump truck. Mm. Mm. Um, the old guy says he's about as useful as an elevator in an outhouse. <laughs> it's a lot of good writing. That's a good one. Um, so he sort of fires everybody. Well, he fires like a quarter of the staff because he. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like he's such a cool customer. He comes in. All this this anarchy is going on. He's not even drinking. He's 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 got coffee mm-hmm. and he's watching everyone. So he's watching the whole thing, and he's just eagle-eyeing everyone's behavior and he already knows what everyone's about before he gets up and talks to them. Yep. And so he fires the lady who's selling drugs and he fires um, the bartender who's like on the take and that ends up being a big deal. Yeah. Because the bartender is the nephew of a guy who like owns the whole town and keeps it under an iron thumb. Mm-hmm. Which is an um, amazing villain, Ben Gazzara, mm-hmm. who treats uh, objects like women, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was great, though. Like, he was, he was exactly the opposite of, like, the Gene Simmons uh, runaway villain who's oh, just yeah. like, everything's so over the top. He was just like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm going to kill you. This is what's going to happen. Bada bing, bada boom. Like, He's so good. He's so good. <laughs> like, He's, he also seems like he has nothing to prove. Yeah. Although he's going to keep trying to prove it. Yeah. So he's basically taking home 10% of the town. So he's mm-hmm. he's got his fingers in everyone's pie. And he's he's taking a little bit and he's going to use force 
you know, to get what he wants. Yeah. But he's basically kind of sees himself as the king of this town. Mm-hmm. And Dalton threatens that. Yes. Yeah, when he... It's so much so that he's like, they're having a meeting in his... Coincidentally, he lives across the lake. Right. From where Dalton ends up living in a barn. Yeah, he, he lives in, a, in a, a little kind of apartment above the barn. Yeah, which he explains he likes because the horses will let him know if anyone's, like, coming to murder him. Um, So he sort of observes this guy having these wild parties and stuff. Um, But so he invites Dalton over to the house, and he's like, look, there's going to be a J.C. Penny here because of me. Like, I brought J.C. Pennies! (laughs) Um, And he's just, like, an evil man. Yeah, he's such... A wonderful villain to watch. He's he is the kind of villain that you love and mm-hmm. you love to hate. The, his introduction is this great moment to where he's he's just taking a, a, a leisurely drive and he's weaving between both lanes mm-hmm. in his in, in his luxury automobile and he's just listening to his music, singing loud. And he he drives Dalton right off the road, not even not moving an inch in the way he drives. Like he's literally just swerving between both lanes just enjoying mm-hmm. his Saturday. Enjoying the day. Um yeah, and he's he's evil. So like he comes to confrontation with Dalton over the bartender that gets fired. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to say, like, so when he finally is training all the people that he he's, has, he's approved, got dudes in every location. He does, and it's like apparently he's got nieces and nephews just everywhere, mm-hmm. and he's like he needs them to have jobs. And the reason that they're such dicks is because they feel like, oh, well, you can't fire me. My uncle will kill you. But also, like, why do you want a job at the Double Deuce? Like, mm-hmm. nephew, if this, if your sleazy mobster uncle can get you a job anywhere, like, get a job someplace nicer than the Double Deuce. Look, the J.C. Pennies. <laughs> Here there's a J.C. Penny coming. You could be the general manager. Um, but Dalton's lessons to his bartenders are, uh, number one, be, no, number one, expect the unexpected. Number two, take it outside. And number three, be nice. And I love that. And one of the guys like, well, what are we supposed to do? Someone calls our mama a cocksucker. And he goes, well, that's just two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed reaction from you. And I'm just like, yeah, it is Patrick Swayze. Oh, my God. You are so right. That's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Um, Blah, 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 blah. So they're like, you can't fire the nephew. You have to rehire the nephew, and we will stab you over it. Mm-hmm. They're ready to stab at the, a moment's notice. So much stab. Stabby, stabby, stab, stab. They never actually stab anyone. So we really have two methods of managerial styles here at odds. <laughs> That's right. Stabbing. So <laughs> and being if, nice. If I ever had a company to where I had to train managers... I would show them Roadhouse. Yeah. And you'd be like, look, which which method is more effective? Maybe not all of Roadhouse. Just the good parts. <laughs> Just the best parts. Um, there is bare Swayze ass in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I did think, like, one issue that I had was that they, they show him smoking cigarettes. I don't think he would be a smoker. Mm. Like, I think he would, like, you know, all that Tai Chi and shit. I think he started young. It's tough to quit. It is. Okay. Um, anyway... He ends up going to the hospital where he meets his sexy nurse, and he carries his medical records with him. Mm-hmm. And she is she's um, 
She's smart. She's confident. She's got a great job. But mm-hmm. she is so hot for this bad boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh-huh. Aren't we all? <laughs> yes. Um, and he like he won't even take local anesthetic to get his stitches. And he says, pain don't hurt. And it's like, well, yeah, it does. Yeah, it, does. it really does. You can, you can have some lidocaine to get some stitches, dude. <laughs> right. um, anyway, uh, he, they totally are into it. Um, blah, 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 blah. Sam Elliott shows up. Sam fucking Elliott. That's the one thing. It's like we're talking about <laughs> what else, how can this movie get better? Sam fucking Elliott, like in his prime. And I got to say, like... That's not, uh, this is not my type of dude, this like uh-huh. sort of grizzled silver fox, but I, like, yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> tall, lanky, hot. silver fox. Yep. Who's like been around the block. Yeah. A bunch of times. He's also a guy that people have heard of. He's like yeah, a Yeah, they're, they're guy. peers. So, so um, Sam Elliott, mm-hmm. Wade. Um, he, they're, they're peers. So him, he and uh, Patrick Swayze do the same job. Yeah. And so they're kind of like Batman and Superman, but when they liked each other. Yeah. 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 And I love them as a team. Like I would just love Mm -hmm. to see like some, some like buddy road movies with the two of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, they, and so we see like throughout the movie that the double deuce is getting nicer. The cage is gone. The stage looks nice. The tables are better. The bouncers are all wearing polo shirts now. (laughs) Like things are getting nice, but they still keep getting harassed. Right. There's a valet in front. (laughs) There's Um, a beer garden and then we we learn that things are going to get even worse because the villain is hot for the nurse well, who the, has like boned down with with right yeah so Dalton. so yeah it turns out that the uh, that the nurse or doctor I, I forget what she is um they have a history she calls her doc so i guess right doc. so so she had they have a, a history um that goes back predating this so it's not mm-hmm. like she's a new object of affection it, they've got a thing mm-hmm. yes oh and she does so the doc does come to the bar he invites her to the bar and she does show up to the bar and coincidentally mm-hmm. on the day that she arrives like people come to attack them with boot knives that's the <laughs> dumbest thing like boot knives are the only thing dumber than finger knives what you can't walk around with a knife on the front of your shoe that's so stupid <laughs> Look, we're not criticizing this movie. We're criticizing the characters. We are. We are. Um, And she gets to see him have, like, this big crazy fight and, like, win and kick everybody's ass. Um, We do get to see the inside of the villain's house. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is wonderful. It's like a dead animal museum. (laughs) It's the best. It's the best, like, 80s movie villain house ever. Uh Uh-huh. It's just full of animals, dead uh-huh. animals, um, and blonde women doing aerobics, mm-hmm. who he hates. Like, he's like, beats the shit out of her and like, yells at her for doing aerobics. Yeah. I did get confused about who was the doctor's uncle. Oh, right. It was Red, right? Who owned the auto parts auto store. Auto parts store. Yeah. Which yes. is like across the street from the double deuce. Yeah. And they blow up. They end up blowing up the auto parts store mm. and the farm where Patrick Swayze lives. Oh, but first, like, um, so the doc wants him to stay, right? She's like, you could stay. Mm-hmm. This could be the place. Turn this place around. But then she also doesn't want him to get into it with the bad guy. She's like, no, I want you to stay in this town, but I want you to just accept the status quo. Don't fight this 
bad guy. Don't rip the throats out of his henchmen. Mm-hmm. That's bad. Yeah. So the what? So that the throat ripping is Patrick Swayze's. We learn his finishing move. Yeah. Like Mortal Kombat. It's exactly like Mortal Kombat. <laughs> he rips their throats out. Dalton wins. Yeah. He rips their throat out with his finger. Like he'll, he'll like anybody who. I mean, that's when you push him too far. Mm-hmm. You push him too far, mm-hmm. he will rip out your throat. It's understandable. Um, but, like, why wouldn't the guy blow up the double deuce? Why is he blowing up everything but the place that employs Patrick Swayze? That Blow up that place first, then blow up the auto parts store where he gets his car repaired. Right? Well, maybe there's... I mean, we don't know what their rollout schedule is like. Maybe it's been on the block for a while, and this is a complicated organization. Well, it is, like, because they say... um, I think he'd rather control the Double Deuce, because it's really kind of a a, a central nexus of people and entertainment Mm -hmm. and and, and, uh, things that are going on. I think the, the Double Deuce is too important to destroy. Okay. Okay, I'm willing to accept that answer. Um... Blah, 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 blah. And also, like, when, when the auto shop does explode, it's on fire. Everybody runs out of the double deuce because it's literally across the street. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Patrick Swayze's the only one who, like, runs over. What, what are you going to do, Patrick Swayze? Are you made of asbestos? Are you going to Tai Chi your way through a fucking wall of fire? Um, and then, and then there's, they drive over the cars at the auto dealership. What is that about? I honestly... Oh, yeah. Because he was... So, so <clears throat> We're starting to get a sense that a lot of the local business owners are kind of coming together mm-hmm. to share their frustrations, the resistance, shall we say. Yeah. It's like the the, the owner of the car dealership, uh, Red, the o- owner of the Double Deuce, uh, a couple others. Basically, they don't like being uh, controlled by uh, the villain. Yeah. Because he'll like totally mess up their stuff. Like he'll come yeah. in and like destroy it's their basically or, Yeah, it's organized crime. It is, and it's crazy. But I'm like, why doesn't everybody just leave this town? Like, if they mm-hmm. leave the town, then it's just that one asshole and his JC Penny. <laughs> it it's not that JCPenney. nice a town. Like, it's really not that nice a town. You no. could pick up and move two towns over, like pull a blazing saddles, just move the town a little bit to the east, <laughs> you know, um, and you've got this solved. Um, but I also love the Sam Elliott, Patrick Swayze, Dalton and Wade man bond relationship Mm -hmm. like that was something really special because like once he shows up they go out drinking all night with the doc who's now patrick swayze's girlfriend we assume and like he's just like trying to get it with he's like no i want you for myself this guy's dumb like come be with sam elliott and then they stay up all night and they're just like best friends and but then he's he's like you need to leave Sam Elliott is like, you need to leave. This isn't your fight. Mm-hmm. He, he knows a here. bad situation when he sees it. Yeah, like he's in too deep. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's in love with the doc. He feels like it's not right. He's going to fight for justice. But why is that bad? Maybe it's just, uh, you know, we're not heroes. We're businessmen. You know, we got a job to do. You're getting too involved with the locals. You know, yeah. you do get a sense that... Patrick Swayze and Sam Sam Elliott are they're they're meant to wander. They're not yeah. meant to settle down. Mm. 
which is which is why every doctor who comes across them is like, I can change him. <laughs> I can change him. He just needs he just needs the right woman. Spoiler alert: It's me. I'm going to change him. Yeah. So Sam Elliott bails and like mm-hmm. moves on down the road, um, and like we find out. Oh, I did want to point one thing out. I wrote this down. So like Sam Elliott leaves. Uh, every the, like things blow up, and then the bad guy sends his main henchman over to yeah he he's got like across a, the lake yeah he's got in, like an elite boss yes um, who rows across the lake right rows who wears black and, and he's super tough and he also knows martial arts he does also and he's very tough and he says to Patrick Swayze I, here's something I feel like all the insults in this movie were written by someone who, who was too high on cocaine to understand what an insult listen, is listen the best line in the movie is. Uh, when when Patrick Swayze's in the bad guy's compound, um, Ben Gazzara says, I see you found my trophy room. The only thing I'm missing is your ass. That's what I mean. Like, that's not a good line. That's so <laughs> dumb. Like, that that was written by it's someone so who was good. too coked out to, like, understand that that's not very so insulting. <laughs> um, because, like, the guy who's trying to kick Patrick Swayze's ass says to him, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. And it's like, who are you insulting? I'm not sure, like, what I'm meant to take from that. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Should we just keep fighting? Do we need to, like, keep... Ooh, too personal. Yeah, a little bit. Um, all right, so all that happens, blah, blah, blah. They go for the big showdown. Oh, no, but first, there's a Batman moment <laughs> where this guy, and he's so casual. He just calls in. He's like, oh, hey, what's up? What's up? Uh, hope your day's going good. Just real quick. Um, who do you want to die? Wade or your girlfriend? Just top of your head. Mm-hmm. Don't overthink it. And Patrick Swayze's like, what? And he's like, okay, I caught you at a bad time. I'll just flip a coin. It's cool. Bye. <laughs> like, and then we don't know what happens, right? Mm-hmm. So and Patrick Swayze is losing his mind. He's got to go find his friend. Doc. Yeah, his doc and the friend. So the first Samuel it stumbles in, and he's been beaten up. Right. Which I'm like, how? Oh, okay. How? Yeah. Because right. they've not got the jump on him at all up until this point. Right. But he's been like beat up. And then so he he thinks it's got to be the doc. So he's like, okay, kick it, Sam Elliott. Have a beer. We'll go get the doc. We'll we'll bounce on out of here. And he says that. He's like, you're right. It's time to move on. This isn't our problem. It's not our fight. We'll, I'll go get my girlfriend and we'll head out. And Sam Elliott's like, yeah, let's do that. I'm going to have a Corona real quick. Goes and he finds the doctor. And of course the doctor's like, no, I'm not leaving with you. Mm-hmm. I'm a doctor. She's like, no, I'm fine. Like yeah. there's nothing. I've got pepper spray in my purse. Right. And we're thinking, uh, mind games mm-hmm. until he goes back to the bar. And again, I don't buy it. They've killed Sam Elliott with one knife blow to his sternum. <clears throat> well, we don't know what happened. It could have been a hundred people, and it was the 99th person finally wore him down. That's the only outcome I can accept. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, up until this point, Dalton and Wade have been invincible. Yeah. So I'm imagining the scene. From uh, Kill Bill, yeah, where yeah. it's literally like a hundred people all fighting, and then someone tricks him. Like at the end, they're yeah. like, "No, just sorry, Do you want to, let's just have a beer, let's work this out." And he's like, "Okay, man." And then <gasps> dun, dun, dun. knife in the heart. 
or or like Arya Stark did it. I mm-hmm. don't know, but I don't know how they got Sam Elliott, but they did. And through the Bowie knife pinned to his sternum is a knife that says it was tails, which is really leaning on Patrick Swayze and the audience remembering the whole coin flip thing that was so casually <laughs> introduced. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Um, so Sam Elliott's dead. And now, now it's time mm-hmm. to go to the villain's house. It's time for the final rumble. Yeah. It's the final rumble. So, yeah, this is one of those great uh, scenes where it's, there's just endless waves of dudes that he's got to take out. Mm-hmm. Um, some, and so they're not all that fit. Like, some of them are just, like, no big guys because they're fat. Which like, is very realistic. I guess. Like, that's who you I'm going to praise to this film for its realism. Okay. Um, also, okay, so he takes out every single guy. Every guy. Yeah, so I had a great short film idea. I want to hear it. Inspired by this it is the the one the one guy who's like the one so it's like normally we see them all like picked off like Batman style like mm-hmm. he comes out of nowhere he mm-hmm. takes these dudes out and then he's going down the hallway and he's taking more dudes. I want to see like the one the one guy. It's like okay, I'm gonna go tell the 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 guys in the the living room that they're coming and so he's running and turning around the corner and everyone's already wiped out and he's just he's just like a one minute too late in every single room as <laughs> everyone is just getting decimated mm-hmm. by this mysterious unseen hero yeah i love it and then he's just like what do i do right should i just go I'm going to go. Do the whole thing in one shot as like the entire compound is wiped out. Yeah. The guys we just saw in that room, he turns the corner and there's just blood sprayed everywhere. <laughs> um, well, the, I mean, okay, so there's the fat guy who gets pinned by the polar bear. Yeah. He gets pinned down by the polar bear. Patrick Swayze is using the natural environment yeah. as a weapon. And part of the natural environment is a giant taxidermy polar bear, which he pins the guy down and he says, you're made for each other. And I'm like, what does that mean? Again, like, what is the insult? What does he, that he mean? He knows his natural weakness of polar bears. <laughs> but that guy lives and he just sort of sneaks out at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, because what happens is a uh, bad guy comes to fight Patrick Swayze with a spear. <laughs> <laughs> a spear i forgot this part and like he's gonna win like he's gonna win he's got patrick swayze because that's his natural weakness is spears spears uh and then the the solution of this movie is that the townsfolk come out with shotguns yes and and this is something i've seen in movies later to where it's it's like the the preyed upon victims have come together yeah and it's all you, you, we see all the business owners with like shotguns and rifles mm-hmm. all coming in at once, mm-hmm. surrounding the villain. Yep. It's like what? No, no, no! You're my prey. Uh, you know you can't hurt me. And he, they're all like, "Well, yes, we can." There are twelve of us, and we all have weapons. Right. And you've got a spear, and we've had enough. And so <laughs> they kill him. They blow him to pieces. Everybody gets a turn with their shotgun. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, okay. Like, we got you, Dalton. You're right. We don't need to listen to what this guy says. Uh, And then, so the guy who owned the auto shop, what's his name? Say it again. Was it Red? I think so. Uh, He starts collecting all the guns. Once Uh the bad guy's dead, he's like, he holds out his arms and like people just start laying their guns on his arms. Like, what's he going to do? Like, he's just going to go like throw them in the trunk of his car. Like, he's he's taking care of it. Uh, And then the sheriff comes in. 
And everybody's like, oh, we didn't see anything, Sheriff. It was a polar bear. Yeah. We don't know what happened. And it's like, the Sheriff should still be able to, like, well, well, investigate. Th- they're saying it in a way that the Sheriff totally knows what they're saying. It's right. Like, no, I didn't see anything. Jim, did you see anything? Nope. Didn't see anything to where it's, like, all... Everyone knows exactly what happened. Right. And I guess it's sort of saying, like, hey, Sheriff, you've been looking the other way this whole time. Like, you're going to have to keep looking the other way yeah. but still like i'm just waiting for that slice of reality of just like the one deputy who's <laughs> new to town being like no we should still investigate like there's literally evidence all over did you see the 15 other dead guys this is a mass murder like you know um and then the small the small town has just literally lost five percent of its population <laughs> it in <did>. this building <laughs> And, like, apparently uh, at least a third of its revenue because no more JCPenney, <laughs> right? Um, and then, like, at the end we see that he's... Oh, oh, but the guy does say, as he stumbles out at the end, the bad guy who survived the attack, they ask him, they're like, hey, you bad guy who survived the attack, did you see anything? And he's like, no, but a polar bear fell on me? Like, just, did everybody see that a polar bear fell on me? That that guy is going to be traumatized. Mm-hmm. And then it's over, and he goes swimming, like Patrick Swayze, like, goes swimming with his lady, and that's that. That's a great movie. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I right? I love it. Look. They're, what's not to love? It is wall-to-wall madness. Yeah. If you want just a great movie experience with mm-hmm. all the things we've just described... Mm-hmm. I recommend Roadhouse. I recommend Roadhouse. And I'm so sad that we didn't go to the Alamo Draft House thing together. Oh, uh, yeah. We would have had such fun. Next time they do it, we'll have to go. Because it's the yeah. 30th anniversary. Did you know that? No, I didn't. It is. Wow. Yeah. Um, crazy. This movie is wonderful. What yeah. a delight. My deep cut recommendation is to rewatch Roadhouse. Just rewatch Roadhouse. There's, I mean, it, it's like the deep cut recommendation is if you want to go further, dive further into a subject. And this is as far as you can go, is Roadhouse. That's mm. the end. That's literally, there's nothing behind Roadhouse. It's, it's like a scientific <laughs> conclusion. Uh-huh. So there were some fun things in the, like, did you know section of IMDb uh, that I wanted to share with you. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, did you know Patrick Spacey was supposed to be in Predator 2? But he couldn't because he got hurt mm. during this movie. Um... Yeah, he got hurt a whole bunch during the making of this movie. Patrick Swayze also wrote songs for this movie. Um, In 2003, there was an off-Broadway play version of this movie, which I would have (laughs) loved to see. Um, That would have been a great, like, um, uh, play in Rushmore Roadhouse. Yes. Um, and then, so for the box office of 1989, this uh, Roadhouse came in number 40. Not bad, right? For a movie of this type. The number one movies were Batman, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Lethal Weapon 2, Look Who's Talking, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, and then Back to the Future 2 and Ghostbusters 2. Mm. Yeah. Um, so my deep cut recommendation is Point Break. Like, uh, which I, I would say, like, those yeah. two movies go together. Like, they're an obvious pairing because Patrick Swayze is, is so beautiful and haunting in each one. But they go together so nicely because they're both insane. They make, nothing makes any sense. People make absurd choices, and it's just fun 
to watch. Mm-hmm. It is also kind of a bromance, too. They're yeah. both kind of bromances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I recommend that. I recommend uh, uh, Point Break. You can't go wrong. Roadhouse or Point Break, you're going to have a wonderful time. Uh, so, like, scale of 1 to 10, like, how many uh, roadhouses do you give? How many... How many, how many neck, neck, neck ripped how necks? How many handful of throats? <laughs> I'm going to give it a 9, I think. I think so, too. I think that's a good. Mm-hmm. Um, because even the things that were so devastatingly 80s about it just add to what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it makes it even more of what it is. Like, when the when the blonde woman who, like, has come on to Patrick Swayze several times but is belongs to the bad guy, like, does, like, strip tease all around the bar, like, that just happens for, like, five minutes of the movie. And it's crazy. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you have to watch this movie. Could you see this? There was a talks of remaking this movie and um, like having Ronda Rousey be mm. the. It would be missing Dalton all character. of its charm. Like the charm of Roadhouse is mm-hmm. is just some of the crazy back alleys it goes down. Yeah, you know, and the, and it, the thing that is not great about Roadhouse is the story of a manager having a difficult time in a town. <laughs> <laughs> the plot is not what Roadhouse is about. No. No, 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 no. It's the execution of it. Yes. And I don't think, like, it wouldn't make sense in 2019 to tell this story. Like, how would you put, what context would you put them in? They'd be in, like, a vape shop. <laughs> right? Like, okay. Anyway, so that's that's it, man. We covered the whole thing. Did you get all your, anything in your notes that you didn't? Yeah, no, that's everything. Looking at it. Let's see. Oh, I did think it was very weird. And we talked about it a little bit. But, like, all of the henchmen in this town, like, carry giant knives. And, like, they're always, like, slashing at people. Like, they're going to stab them to death while other people, like, clap. Like, how many people have they stabbed to death, do you figure? Right. I mean, dozens or none. And they just don't, like, people just always are like, hey, don't stab me. And they never have to stab. That's, like, a question for you to ponder as you (laughs) carry on with your life. Um, All right. So... Uh, next time we're watching Top Gun. That's going to be the next movie that we're watching. Um, Part of our our uh, testosterone summer kickoff. Yeah. Woo! Highway to the Roadhouse. Um, okay. Like, like us, rate us, review us, give us a thumbs up. Do all of that stuff. Thank you for enjoying it. Thank you for having enjoyed it. Thank you for enjoying this. Thank you for your rates. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for going to Squishy Studios and watching all the episodes of Voyage Trekkers and deciding to give Nathan all of your money to make films with. Um, Thank you for coming to NCT and uh, buying boatloads of popcorn uh, from me as you watch me do comedy improv for you. Just thank you for being you. Yeah. So remember to keep the most excellent 80s podcast motto in mind. Be excellent to each other and... Be nice. Be nice.